I guess the message to women who are in our, you know, life stage in our, in our age group is, yeah, sisters, this is a moment of incredible freedom. Don't waste a minute of it. That is my special guest today, Donna Corin. Donna is a speaker, writer, and facilitator of workshops designed to support and inspire women in the 50 plus demographic. Her What's Next workshop helps women to envision and activate their goals after children leave the nest. Her TEDx talk, The Newest Workforce Disruptors Are Over 50, highlighted all of the positives and opportunities for this important segment of our population. Donna Corn calls herself the empty quester, and I am so looking forward to you listening in on our conversation. So pop your earbuds in, go for an invigorating walk, or just settle in with a cozy blanket and a mug of tea for today's episode. Are you a Christian woman over 40 who is struggling with consistently low energy and fatigue? Are you tired of trying to navigate the ever-changing health chatter all around you? And do you wish there was a simple solution to just feeling good? Boy, do I see you and I hear you. Hi, I'm Michelle, and as a holistic health coach and fellow midlifer, I have realized the answer to our whole health concerns isn't in the online search bar, those fad diets and endless exhausting workouts. Listen, beautiful mama, as the heartbeat of your home, you have spent your life caring for others well. So now is the time to take good care of yourself, get back your energy, and reclaim your entire health during this season. So if you are ready to stop striving and start thriving as your healthiest whole self, then you are in the right place. Grab your iced coffee, a notebook and pen, and let's treasure your wellness. Hello, everyone. Today, I have a special guest, Donna Corin. And I just want to ask you, like, as an empty nester, do you feel like your life as you have known it is maybe over? And maybe you feel a little lost? Well, if you feel that way, or have ever felt that way, you are not alone, my friend, I promise. Many women in midlife feel the same way as we watch our last child fly the coop or leave the nest. And my guest is here today to give you encouragement and just so much motivation for this phase in life. Donna Corin calls herself the empty quester, and I am so looking forward to our conversation. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. I'm such a big fan of what you share with women, and I'm just so excited to be a part of it. Great. Well, I am so happy to have you here because this is really not talked about much, is it? Like we don't really talk about empty nest as much as maybe we should. And maybe of course, when we were in our twenties and our thirties, we weren't thinking about it, but now we are in the trenches. We are in it, (laughs) women over 40, women over 50. And we are some of us scratching our heads. Like what's, what's next? What do we do now? What, you know, my last kid is gone. I feel a little lost. I don't really know what to do. So before we get into all of that, Donna, would you give us your backstory? What brought you to where you are now with Empty Quester? So I started Empty Quester when my youngest daughter went off to college and I had an older one who was four years older than her sister, uh, you know, first go off to college and you had one child home and that sort of, you know, helped you to transition into this quieting household that, you know, was starting to change. And then 
just as my youngest daughter went off to college, I started to think about how I was feeling, how overwhelming it was to watch my life as I knew it, as a mother, as a caregiver, you know, completely become upended. And I started to write about it and to blog about it and to think about how to deal with not only the the sadness that comes with this changing moment in one's life, but the possibilities and actually to start giving voice to the possibilities and promise that existed in this next life stage. So with the help of my children, we came up with the idea that I wasn't going to be an empty nester, but in fact, I was going to be an empty quester, an empty nester on a quest for my bold next chapter. And it stuck. And, you know, that's been my platform for for now. It's five years. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And you're just going to really, really, that is going to stick in everybody's minds now. Like, no, we are empty questers because yeah, we have a new phase in life and you know, our life is not over. It's just a new phase. It's just something, you know, maybe this is a chance for us to try something new, something that we've been putting off um, maybe just re-engage with some dreams that we might've had. So why would you say it's necessary to create a new chapter for yourself when the kids leave the nest? Well, for so many reasons. I mean, they're, they're, they're really two primary reasons. One, of course, it's a very long road ahead of us. And if you look at population trends, you know, we are going to be living for a very long time based on, you know, medical breakthroughs and wellness trends and based on the kind of work that you do, where women are getting healthier, women and men are getting healthier, and so our lives are going to be longer. And if you don't recreate or reinvent or restart something or start something, then it's a very, you're looking at many, many years of doing what exactly? So from that standpoint, it's sort of imperative to create a next life chapter that lights you up and is exciting because you're going to be here for a long time. And why not lean into purpose or passion to make these years, you know, some of your best. So that's one. The other reason you do it is for the people around you, because if you are suffering or you're languishing, you're going to create, in my opinion, a big burden on your children who want to be able to go and feel free and, you know, not worrying about you. And you're going to put a burden on your marriage if you happen to, you know, be married at the time when your children leave the nest. And you have to really create something for yourself to elevate the message that you give to the people around you that you're really going to be okay. I love that because it's so true. I mean, we we do hear, unfortunately, how marriages end after the kids leave the nest. And that's just a sad reality. And we're not going to talk now about things that we could do in, you know, leading up to that phase, because I, I think that's a whole different conversation where you can preserve your marriage. You know, I know that's something I was always very aware of. I never wanted to just be looking at my husband like, who are you? you know, after my kids left. And so we worked on, you know, creating uh, that bond because oftentimes we know we put our kids first in marriage, you know, the kids come first. And, and so anyway, we're not going to talk about that today, but community is so important too. Wouldn't you say, you know, women to be wrapped around other women and involved in things. Can you speak about community? 
Sure. I think that you will probably relate to this, that when our children are younger, there's a built-in community. You know, you find a community on the, you know, the pickup line when you're picking your kids up from school yeah. or on the sidelines when you're watching them play sports or, you know, you're going to those recitals. And so you're, you know, with other women, with other mothers, you all have, uh, you share many of the same concerns. So there's like a, a, a community that's created for you. But when you become an empty nester, you know, the likelihood of you spending time with people in that manner really goes away. And it can be very lonely and isolated, isolated. And you just, if you're left with your own thoughts, it's just too overwhelming. And so finding communities, even mini communities, uh, where you're with other women in that, this life stage can be very empowering. And, um, you know, I offer that through a workshop that I give. You're offering that through your, you know, work that you do and through this podcast that, that there's an opportunity for women to share ideas uh, that, you know, we're, we're dealing with at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is almost like when your child graduates high school, it's like all of the, the moms that you hung out with in chorus and cheer and soccer and football and all of that, it's like all of a sudden that's gone. And you might see each other still in the grocery store, you know, or around town or somewhere, but it's just, you feel there is a moment of, mourning that I believe mm -hmm. where all of a sudden you don't have that connection. You've, right. you've got all these texts uh, or contacts in your phone that you're not really, you find that you're not really connected with them anymore because you, the only thing you had in common was your children playing sports. Right. Yeah. And so it's just difficult, right. To you're sitting there going, that's another thing to mourn. What now? Like, my friend circle has gotten smaller or, you know, all of that. And, and I know that you talk about community so much. And um, I just love that because we do need, we do need other women around us. So let's talk about some of the benefits of creating that bold next chapter when the kids leave the nest. And I love how you say bold. I love how it's a bold next chapter. I mean, to be bold and audacious and just, you know, like, Hey, no, this is, this is my life. And this is the way I'm going to live. And I'm going to do something with excitement and boldness. So let's talk about the benefits of creating that bold next chapter. I want to sort of uh, explain that bold is not meant to be intimidating for women who are thinking about, you know, I, I would go create a bold next chapter. It can sound like too much of a stretch or a reach. When I say bold, bold is defined very personally for each of us. Bold might be going out and learning a new sport. Bold might be volunteering, you know, for a, a cause or a group that needs our help. Bold might be really leaning in and reinventing ourselves and creating a new career. It can mean different things for different people, but bold is sort of the energy or the impetus behind our intention to do something that feels exciting and feels meaningful. And um, it it's not, in my world, it's not that difficult. And I think that women create their own barriers and their own negative speak about how difficult it is to accomplish certain things. And it really doesn't have to be. And the road to getting to your bold next chapter is very much going inward and tapping into, let's say, dreams and ideas that are either new for us or those that we have held onto and hoped for and got uh, sort of distracted from and raising our families, but everybody's got a bold next chapter in them. 
in my mind, without a doubt. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think about some of the things that I myself wanted to do in my 30s that I still have yet to do. This would be the time because I don't have the confines of the children at home and and being their taxi driver and and going everywhere and doing everything for them because it's a whirlwind time of life, right? When you've got kids that are involved in sports and extracurricular and all of these things, I mean, your, your time is not really your own at all. (laughs) And so all of a sudden that is gone and you have time to really focus on that. And, and this is an exciting time. This, this isn't a time to be, um, kind of wallowing and sad. Although I will say that there's a time for that. I think it's okay to mourn what we have lost. I know. Wow. So Friday through Sunday, I would cry every single day, you know, those three days, I was just a wreck after our last one left because, you know, Monday through Thursday, I was so ingrained in work. Like I was just going through the motions. I was okay. I'd get teary sometimes, but when that house was quiet through the weekend, I was really lost. And I, I, I took a while. I really did. My husband was over it pretty quick, (laughs) but I took longer and, you know, having something to look forward to. Fortunately, during that time, I was reinventing my career. I was switching careers. I was actually reinventing myself a little bit during that phase. So I had, I had some, um, distractions, good distractions, Mm -hmm. but it is important to find a hobby, find something that interests you. And what are, what are some of the main hobbies or changes that you have seen women make like in this phase of life? Right. It's across the board. You know, I think it's, it's all across the board for women. And one thing when you were speaking that dawned on me is that we, while you're in that parenting mode, you you don't take a lot of time for self-care. It's almost like something we wouldn't do. You know, we'd feel guilty doing it, yep. taking on something for ourselves because we're givers. You know, moms are givers and we're so much in giving mode. And so we're finally given this beautiful gift of time that we can focus on ourselves guilt-free because, you know, we have that time to to devote. So... And the other thing is, it's not mutually exclusive. I'm five years out of becoming an empty nester. And it's not, you know, the deep mourning or the deep grieving, you know, that's over. But the missing is always there. So I just want to highlight that too, you know, and the two can exist. You can create your bold next chapter and miss your kids like crazy. So I, you know, I just want to say that in response to what you were sharing. But in asking about what women do, women have all, it's fascinating when working with women because women have all different types of dreams and ideas. And some of them are, you know, and I, I would imagine this is part of what your podcast is about. You know, maybe that's something that you thought I have a voice and I want to share it. And I hadn't really figured out how to do that in the past. So some women are finding their voices and finding what their gifts are and sharing it with others. Some people are going back to school to learn things that they were curious about and didn't have the time or the financial resources to do it. And, um, you know, it really, it, it runs the gamut. There's, there's no shortage of interesting ideas and interesting possibilities for women to lean into. That is the truth. I mean, we have a wide world and 
you know, our time on this earth is not over yet. We have plenty of time and, you know, Lord willing, and we just need to make the most of it. We need to make the most of our time that we have. So, um, yeah, what, what should women specifically over 50 be doing to help one another as they're going through this phase? Like, do you have any words of wisdom to share with, um, women that we can encourage other women for, you know, conversations that you might've had or hear about just to help each other as we're collaborating in this time. Mm -hmm. I think the, the best thing for us to do is just to keep shining a light on anything that any woman is doing. Right. And we have so many sisters in this space. You know, you're one of them. I met you through Leslie McShane, who, you know, is teaching women in midlife how to get in motion, how to do exercise and fitness. There are so many women in this space that are doing work and making strides to amplify, you know, the voices and the um, relevancy of women in this life stage. And so what I would say for all women is to pay attention and to encourage conversations uh, that are not of complaint, you know, everybody can lean in and complain about this life stage and what's missing from it, but really to lean into our friends and spark conversations just like this, you know, so what is it that lights you up? So what are you curious about? So what were, what did you used to do? And what were your old skills? And how are they relevant now? And, and I think that women could be spending a lot more time encouraging one another in their what's next journeys. And that's easy to do. It's just thinking about how you speak to, to women in your life and what you focus on. It's so true. And there's been so much competition in the world. There is so much competition. And, you know, I don't know why that is because we all have so many different gifts and talents that we can bring to the table, right? But when we switch our mindset from competition to collaboration, it's so much more fulfilling, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. And the gift of being at this age, what I believe is that it's so much different than when you're in your 20s and you're climbing, you know, the ladder at work or, you know, your vanity, in my opinion, vanity is like gone out the window. And at this stage, it's such a kinder moment. You know, it's such a we've all lived lives. We've probably overcome some struggles. There's a greater sense of compassion. And so in this space, I really only see collaboration, which is so fantastic and so motivating because women in this space are really not competing with one another. Women in their 50s who want to you know, bring forward this pro-aging message, we are not competing and we are stronger together. And um, yeah, so that's a gift. That's a silver lining of getting to this point too. It really is because there's freedom. I've, I've always said, well, since I turned 40, I, I've always said, you know, there's freedom in 40. And it's true. There's freedom to really say what you want to say, not worry so much about what people think, not have that fear wrapped around how is this going to be perceived? I mean, obviously, you know, we want to say things in kindness and love. Of course, that doesn't mean just spouting off at the mouth and letting it rip. Um, we have to have some decorum and you know, integrity in what we say. 
but it, there is freedom and not no longer caring if you run out to the grocery store without makeup on and your hair is in a messy bun or a ball cap, which I love right. the ball cap. <laughs> I mean, we Me just too. don't care anymore. Yeah. Ball cap right. saves the day many times. <laughs> yes. So it's so crazy. You know, I know you're deeply spiritual. I am as well. And it's so funny to me that in this short conversation that we're having, you bring up the word freedom because you know how in the beginning of the year, everybody's like, what's your word? What's your word? My word is freedom. And I guess the message to women who are in our, you know, life stage in our, in our age group is yeah, sisters, this is a moment of incredible freedom. Don't waste a minute of it. You know, we don't, nobody knows what's lurking around the corner. And hopefully the children are launched or launched to a place of, you know, some or all independence. And this is a moment to cheer. <laughs> you know, this is a great moment of freedom. What are you going to do with this precious freedom that you've been given? Absolutely. I love that. It is so true. What are you going to do? So for those of you listening, like, what are you thinking about? What is lighting you up? What is making your heart beat a little bit faster as we are talking about this? And, you know, I would love Donna for you just to give a quick win. I, I know we could talk so much longer about this conversation because empty nest, midlife, empty quest, empty quester. It's all so exciting. It's a new phase. We should embrace it. We should um, be grateful and thankful that we have all the wisdom that comes with living the life that we've lived and being in this phase, in the stage of our life. So thank you for what you've shared. And could you give one uh, quick win for our listeners for encouragement? Sure. So I guess in the workshop that I teach, uh, there are four pillars. And the first one is banishing limiting beliefs. And I think that the quick win is very often when we're thinking about reinventing ourselves in this next life stage, it feels like, you know, climbing a mountain and it feels like, how in the world am I going to get there? And in my experience in working with women and in my own personal experience, it's not as daunting as you think. So the quick win would be almost, you know, doing the first exercise that I teach, which is banishing limiting beliefs. And so many of the beliefs that we hold that hold us back are ones that we've created ourselves. And if you do the work, just get quiet within yourself, you can really listen to the voices that you're allowing in. And you can check the facts to see, you know, are the messages that you're giving yourself even accurate? And many times you're gonna find that they're not. So the quick win comes from the fact that you have the ability without too much of a heavy lift to start to banish the limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Right. I love that word banish because that is exactly what we need to do. We need to banish them because, you know, not just ignore them, right? How often do we just ignore those voices in our head, ignore the voices that we are saying, you know, to ourselves, the words that we're saying, the the I can't, I shouldn't, I'm too old. Haven't you heard that a lot? I'm too old. My time it has passed to learn to play the piano or, you know, fill in the blank. So the fact that you are banishing that limiting belief, this takes time though, right, Donna? 
Well, it, everything takes time. Anything worth doing takes time and effort. It's not a, you know, it's not a, an overnight fix, but it takes less time than you think. And I think in the company of other women who, who are uh, positive-minded, who are pro-aging, who are supportive of you, it takes less time. It's like anything, you know, if you can, if you can learn in a community of like-minded people who are there to lift you up as well as themselves, it takes less time than you think. Yeah, that's true. Um, having that community, again, going back to our earlier conversation on community, you know, community yeah. is so important, you know, whether you've got community from um, a support group, a prayer group, Bible study, you know, whatever it is, meeting every Wednesday morning for coffee somewhere, um, you know, supporting small business somewhere, going together shopping, you know, all of that is so important. And it's a good way to boost each other up, lift each other up, um, collaborate, commiserate, because um, sometimes we need that, um, laugh together, cry together, and really we are growing, we are maturing and we are, um, doing life together, which is what we are supposed to be doing, doing yeah. life together. Yeah. So don't yeah. be alone. You know, I think that's what happens. A lot of women in this life stage are going it alone. Don't go it alone. And if there isn't a group or a community, you know, around you, build one, create one, create that book club, create that coffee, create, you know, you'll find that women are more receptive to this than you think. Everybody's sort of trying to figure it out. Right. Because we could be thinking, oh, well, you know, nobody in my neighborhood wants to really get together. Everybody, we just kind of wave as we drive by or something, but right. that's not the truth. I mean, really, if you, if we were to take a poll for the women in our neighborhood, I am sure most women would love to get together for coffee or, you know, around a fire pit in the evening or, you know, a book club, a Bible study, something right. Going right. for a walk, you know, sure. every, you know, once a week or something, I think it's vital and necessary that we we just take that first step. We just have to be bold, right? And take that first step. And it's not as daunting once we take that first step. I think the not really knowing what to expect keeps us frozen, but you're encouraging us in this phase of life to be bold, to be courageous and to step out and just try because what is the worst that can happen? Right. Exactly. And also, on top of that, I would say to find the joy that like a studious, you know, it, of course, it's a learning or a relearning, but it's not meant to be hard. It's meant to be joyful. And if you can infuse it with joy and laughter and uh, just friendship, it's it's you're going to find that you're in a really great space and that you're really not alone in this space. So it's it's a, uh, a reset. And it could be one of the best resets in your life. I love that. Yeah, a reset. That's so great. Awesome. Well, Donna, it has been such a pleasure to have you on. Where can my listeners find you? Well, uh, you can find me on my website, which is emptyquester.com. And my handle is the same on Instagram. And, um, and there you'll find where you could join me for my workshop. And uh, those, I would say, are probably the best ways. Awesome. Thank you so much, Donna. It has been so much fun to talk with you. And just really, you've encouraged me through this phase in my life too, um, just to be an empty quester, not just an empty nester. So thank you so much. Such a pleasure to have you. 
Thank you. And there's one other thing that I do want to share because I think it's a reflection of this conversation. The work that you do in the space is so very clear and doable and digestible. And I think it's a real reflection of what we're talking about here, that sometimes the steps that we take to improve our lives, they don't have to be mountains. They can be small steps. And you, you do that so well in your podcast and in your show. And um, I think that that's also something very important as a takeaway. Sometimes it's just about creating small, doable steps that can make that can add up to a whole lot of difference. So I'm so happy to be a part of your program and to be able to share some of those, you know, like-minded thoughts that you and I have. Thank you, Donna. That's really sweet. Yeah, we want to keep it simple. We want to build confidence because confidence is contagious, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. We will talk with you soon, Donna. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. All right. That's what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Donna. And if one of the things that you want to focus on in this new phase of life is feeling better and you simply aren't sure where to start, grab my free resource, The Foggy and Fatigue Blueprint. That will give you intentional action steps that you can take every single day to start feeling better and regain your energy in a natural way. So grab that. The link will be in the show notes and let me pray. Father God, may your peace fall over us as we walk out our faith in this new season of life. Bless us, guide us, and teach us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, if you found value in today's episode, share with a friend and consider going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a five-star review. This helps other women find the show and Treasured Wellness can also be found on Soulwind TV and Christian Mix 106 online streaming radio. So you can check out Treasured Wellness there too. Grab that Foggy and Fatigue Blueprint if you don't already have it. Have an amazing day and remember you are a beautiful treasure.